Joining me now, one of the founding fathers, really, of American comedy, uh, the legend that is Carl Reiner. Mr. I'm, Reiner, thanks I'm, so much. I'm so glad you, you we added the word comedy, one of the founding fathers <laughs> of America. My God, would I have to be older than the 2,000-year-old man. That, that's great. No, definitely a founding father of American comedy, though. I mean, just looking at your resume, it's, it's astonishing, and especially uh, personally, the impact that uh, your work has had on me and, and over the years just... Um, just an incredible list of, of stuff that really holds up over time. Oh, I'm nice to hear. You're still rolling. In fact, you have a new book coming out called I Remember Me. If somebody knows where to buy books, <laughs> it, they're waiting for you. and They're stocked and waiting for you to grab. And, and I feel wonderful about it because I have said this, and I really mean it. I think it's the best thing I've ever done. As far as I'm concerned, it's the, it's the last thing I've ever done. Is is always the thing you love best. But this one was such a labor of love, and it gave me a chance to relive my life in the best way possible, remembering the good things, the sad things, but they all mulch into a, what I found out was a pretty good life. I won't trade it for anything. I, I couldn't imagine. Um, how long did it take you to, to put the book together? About a year and a half. And, and it's funny, I was always finished. Uh, I always felt, well, I'm finished, and I'd walk around the block, and uh, every time I got to the third corner, something popped into my eyes. Oh, i got to put that in. And so it, it kept attenuating itself. I, I was finished about three or four times. So obviously this is uh, not a retelling of your life story, but you know, gives a general idea of, of where you've been, what you've done um, up until the, the present. I mean, you, you are still active. You're still out there doing stuff right now. Well, I do as much as I can. You know, right now, I performed on Jimmy last night, Jimmy Kimmel, and I must say I had the best time. It doesn't matter what age you're at, but when you hear an audience and you're an actor, the ears drop off you, and what happens is you're left with your brain. And if your brain was always geared to make fun, it keeps doing that. Talking to Carl Reiner, his book is out now in stores, I Remember Me. Um, I remember you probably most or earliest, um, from the Dick Van Dyke show, that that show just meant so much to me, and it stands up over time, and it was so well-crafted and so well-performed. Why does that show hold up so well? How good was that show? Because it was an honest show about somebody telling about his life honestly. I was telling them, Mary and Dick were Estelle Reiner and myself. I lived in New Rochelle, and I uh, wrote about my days coming into doing the, the uh, show of shows, from New Rochelle to New York, and and in, when I went to New Rochelle, I talked about the show to my wife and the people I was with. When I went to work, I talked about my family. So I was writing about what I knew about. Oh, it's one of the greatest shows of all time, there's no question. Let me ask you a question. Were you involved in the casting of the show at all? Oh, yes, of course. I was involved in the casting of it, but the um, the casting of Dick Van Dyke was a wonderful uh, accident, not an accident. The, I had done a pilot called All of Me, no, Head of the Family. Head of the Family. And I, and it didn't sell. It was not too good. It was all right. It was, And I put it aside and started to write movies. And I was called in my, my agent, who was very bothered that 13 episodes, the script's life fallow. So he called me in to visit with Sheldon Leonard, who was a producer with Danny Thomas, and they said they read the script, and I said to him, I said to, to Sheldon, I said, Sheldon, I admire your work, but I said, I must tell you, I do not want to fail with the same material twice. And he said, he said, you won't fail, Carl. We'll get a better actor to play you. <laughs> 
And so he's, he's, he's the one who recommends Dick Van Dyke. And I went to New York and saw him in Bye Bye Birdie. And he, he pulled out every stop. Dick can do anything that is abnormally required of anybody to do. He can move, he can dance, he can sing, he can fall. He can, he's just an extraordinarily talented and good man. That's the thing that made him so good to work. It was the happiest days of my life, those five years. No doubt about it. And and Mary Tyler Moore, well, was, Mary she, Tyler Moore was, was she an unknown before that show? Oh, yes. Danny Thomas, who was putting up the money, and I said, I've seen 30 girls, and I, I, I don't have, uh, I don't know who it is. And Sheldon says, you'll, you'll know when you find her. And Danny said, hey, that girl that read for us to be my daughter on the show, and he said, that girl with the three names, he said, she couldn't be my daughter because her nose went the wrong way. Mine, mine goes... <laughs> And ours goes the other way. So we remembered her name was Mary Tyler Moore. I called her, and I asked her to read, and she read two two lines, two words. It's just, hello, Robert. She had this ping in the voice that thrilled me. And so I went across the room, and like the claw that you see in these uh, in these uh, fairs in a box, it looks like a... Uh, a hand, a claw hand. I, my, I grabbed on top of her head like a claw, and I said, come with me. She thought I was going to cost her. And I walked her down the hall to Sheldon. I said, I found her. I found her. And that was how we found Mary. Brilliant. And, of course, rounding out the cast, Buddy, Sally, just yeah, how, well, how fun was, was it to write those for them? Were, those were suggested by uh, Sheldon. He immediately said, Sally's the girl for this. And Sally, Rosemary, said, and you know, and I was thinking of a younger guy for uh, like a, Mel, a young Mel Brooks for the, mm-hmm. and she said, "You'll not, never never do better than having Maury Amsterdam, who was a human joke machine. Anytime we needed a joke, it's a wild joke. He was there for it. He saved our our ass a lot of times. I was I was that's why I was going to ask is how fun would it, was it to write for the buddy character of Maury Amsterdam? But so apparently he came up. Well, with, we, we we wrote his his story, but every once in a while we needed a quip, and he was full of quips. He was called the human joke machine, and he really was that. Any subject, he'll give you five jokes on any subject. Just just a magical cast, a magical show. And Carl Reiner joins us. Uh, his book, I Remember Me, out in stores now. Um, basically a, a tale of, of an amazing life. Um, we, and, we talk- and it's your job, you people out there, to get those books out of those stores. They're, they're stifled in those stores. <laughs> they have to be read. If a book isn't read, it, it breathes like this. <clears throat> you, want them, you don't want that sound in your town. Absolutely not. Speaking of great television, is there still being uh, great television being made today? Oh, sure. What, what are some of your favorites? There were some wonderful shows on. Uh, some situation comedies are very funny. Mm-hmm. and uh, But and most of them are on, on cable because the network shows are too short. <laughs> they they put in too many commercials. As we used to use 28 minutes to tell a story. Now they're using 20. And so you get a lot of jokes, you know, uh, sex jokes. and uh, But, yeah. but the, the cable shows, there are some awfully good cable shows. I love this girl, uh, Zoe Deschanel. She's a, she tickles me. No end. I love to look at her. <laughs> she is adorable. Um, let me ask you a question. The younger audiences probably know you from the uh, the Ocean series, the Ocean Eleven, Ocean Twelve. Yeah, Ocean. Thank goodness I did those. Oh, kids would never know who I was. That, that's 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 a pretty. Uh... My claim to fame is that I know Brad Pitt and <laughs> Matt Damon and George Clooney personally, and Don Cheadle and uh, and Andy Garcia. <laughs> Were those movies as fun to make as, as it seems it Ab- would be? Absolutely. Those people, not only are they handsome, wonderful actors, every one of them is such a good human being. 
I, I really admire all and funny. That's the thing. They they practical joke each other all the time. Now, was, uh, were you in Vegas? Did you actually shoot tales in Vegas? Yes, we were in Vegas. I'm so glad they, they invited me to, to be with them. I said, you made it possible for younger people to know who I am. I said, oh, the guy from Ocean's the old man from Ocean's <laughs> Eleven. It's well. It's, it was. It's. They're great movies, and it was a great character, and and you performed it well. Are are you? Uh, you know, you you moved, You left the East Coast, went to the West Coast. Are you? Are you a Vegas guy at all? Do you, do you? Did you frequent Vegas back in the day? No, I haven't been in Vegas except for to do that movie. No, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not a better or a gambler. Now, do you ever? Do you ever come back east, or are you? You pretty much. You no, know? well, I. You know, when you get to be ninety, flying is not the thing you want to do because when you get back east, you know what they don't have there? They don't have your bed and your pillows. <laughs> Amazing. All right, so I, I go to L.A. a couple times a year. I've got some good friends out there, um, but you know, they they take me to the trendy restaurants, and and I I want a good deli. Where's the good deli in in L.A. that I can a go good to? Good deli is Nate Nows in Beverly Hills is still one of the best delis. Langer's downtown has the best pastrami in the country. But Nathan Owls, I just went to it and got tongue. I haven't had tongue for months and months and years. And I just had a tongue sandwich last night. Two tongue sandwiches. Corned beef, pastrami, tongue. That's oh, on yeah. rye. That's my that's my go to yeah, sandwich. Well there's a place called Langers has the best pastrami in the history of the world. Speaking of pastrami and delis, I I, I just popped into my, my brain the curb your enthusiasm um episode with with Larry David where they rename a, a sandwich for him at the deli. Do you watch that show, Kirby Enthusiasm? Oh, sure, I love it. Just, I mean, brilliant. But, I mean, they, they stay and do stuff that you couldn't have gotten away with back in the day on, on your television oh, shows. Oh, of course not. But that's cable, you know, today. That's the difference of, you know. Well, we weren't allowed to say uh, pregnant on the Van Dyke show. Yes, with child. I don't know what we had. <laughs> they weren't allowed to sleep in the same bed. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We had twin beds. Amazing stuff. Mr. Reiner, thank you so much for the time. Much uh, much luck on the book. I remember me. All right. Thank you very much for all your kind words. Unbelievable. Thank you so much for joining us, and best of luck to you, sir. Thank you, sir. Bye. Take care, Carl.